Baby, pack you a bowl, get you a drink, let your hair down, and come on and let's get into it. It's up, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Mother Knows Best, the podcast where I talk about whatever comes to this ADHD mind of mine, honey, because it's my podcast, and I'm just here to give my opinion, whether you like it or not. <laughs> if you don't like it, go listen to something else, baby. But anyway, y'all, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, and I'm really excited to talk about this week's episode. It's something, you know, kind of, you know, near and dear to my heart, something that I've been, you know, going through and experiencing myself. So as you can tell by the title of today's episode, it's talking about relapse, but not relapse in, you know, the sense of what most people consider a relapse. You know, most of the time when you hear relapse, you think about someone, you know, relapsing on drugs. And something that a lot of us don't talk about is a relapse back into a depression after you've been doing well or after you've been on the up and up and things have been going very well for you. And there's going to be two parts to this, right? It's also kind of challenging what we see as depression because what is listed as medical depression, right? A lot of spiritual people, we call that a spiritual awakening. So what I've kind of been going through is what would, I guess, medically be considered a relapse into depression. But for me, it's been a spiritual awakening, realizing, you know, more things about myself having to go into this state of, you know, pulling away from the world to re-examine relationships, to re-examine dynamics, to ensure that I'm being my authentic self at all times in all situations, right? So, and it's not talked about enough with us because depression is like that heavy, dark word that nobody really wants to talk about and give it any type of stage and attention because it's so negative, you know, even, you know, through TV commercials, Depression is negative. It's stopping you from being with your family and being a good mom. And you're a horrible person because you're not this and you're wanting to stay in bed and be away from people. And there's so much pressure to be this active member of society, right? That you are expected to be out and about and engaging with people and talking and being upbeat and happy. It's this unrealistic expectation of everything is always all right. It's putting that big smile on and pretending it's all fine. And if you're not all fine, or at least not pretending that it's all fine, or just dealing with it, you're depressed. Something's wrong. Something's bad. And that's not always the case, right? You know, a lot of people believe that a depression or going into a depression or a midlife crisis because both of those are technically a depression, but different names because white people. And there's this idea of like, oh, well, if you're dealing with that, it's because the old armor or the old identity that you've built, right? The old programming is now hindering you and stopping you from going further and developing into this, you know, next level blossom that you're supposed to. The idea of why we are here on earth is we are here to grow spiritually. We are here to learn lessons. Through the human experience, our souls learn different lessons. And 
if that's the assignment and most of us understood the assignment, honey, we would realize that when we're down and sad, that's not, you know, oh, let me just deal with it and keep going. That's go seek help, take a step back, sit the fuck down, reevaluate and determine if what you are doing and the path that you are on is the correct path for you currently, for who you are now. We live so often in this position of thinking about the future, you know, what is to come. We worry about so much about how we're going to get there and this idea and vision that we completely forget to live in the now. We completely forget and, you know, almost disassociate that where we live is in the present. Yeah, we can fantasize about the future, we can plan, we can think about it all day long, but your actual life is in the now, the current, the moment that is sitting in front of you, not this future that you're planning and working towards. Because what happens if you're too busy focusing on that and you don't see the bullshit that comes your way in the current that derails that? And then you get stuck chasing that dream and that desire of what was your future that you had planned and believed in and not understanding that just like you, even that future can change. That view, that vision, that point can all change. And it's up to you. You know, you are the architect of your life. You determine where your life goes. As I said in last week's episode, you determine where these pieces get moved to. So if you don't want a particular vision anymore and understand that there's different things that you may want, that's totally within your realm to adjust. But say you keep fighting for this one dream, but there's so much going awry to stop you from that. It's not that that dream is not obtainable. It's not that you, you know, aren't working towards something or you have to stop fighting. It's you need to adjust the vision. It's no longer accurate and pertinent to who you are through the growth that you have experienced in life, you know, and that's something I'm dealing with currently. I, as you all know, I stopped working when I started this podcast. So October 7th, 2021 is when I chose me, right? Then the very next week. The 14th, October 14th, is when the very first episode of Mother Knows Best aired. Through this time, I have not worked. I have, you know, done some stupid shit. Like, I went out and got a loan that I was like, oh, I'm going to use this to consolidate debts. And that didn't end up happening. You know what I'm saying? I literally sat and spent the money on a bunch of bullshit and things to keep my endorphin levels up because I could feel that I was sliding down that road of sadness. Now, there were some things, you know, that needed to be done and taken care of that were done. Like, you know, there were some car repairs that were done, you know, pay back some people, stuff like that. And but the rest of it was blown on just dumb shit, you know, ordering out, you know, Grubhub, honey, Uber Eats, all them baby. They they are dangerous. (laughs) Let me tell you. okay? And, you know, just wilding out, if you will, and just doing whatever. And then there's been moments of you know the partner and I separated in this time frame as well and I've moved into the second bedroom so you know getting that in preparation trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and all of this now uh 
apparently because of no more COVID out there, even though she's still running wild, unemployment stops at six months. So guess who's reached her six months? Oh my God, me. So you come to this point where it's like everything is just crashing down around you and you are just in it. You don't know how you got there. You are just in it. And you didn't realize like that was like, it's another depression. Like it's another moment of being sad, being down, not moving, not acting, not taking any type of control of your life and life is living you. And you wake back up from it, right? You become enlightened. You have your awakening. And a lot of things that had to happen in that were me realizing where I needed to be. I had gone through this moment of feeling like the world was shit. So I started to go back into my villain headspace. And that's not me anymore, right? I've already lived my villain history. I was a villain back in high school. Like anybody who knew me back then, I was a terrible person. I'm not going to lie to you, sis. I'm not going to bullshit you in any way, shape, or form. I was a terrible person in high school. Period. Close the book, right? So I was going back to that. So a lot of the things that I was doing as far as spending money, not paying bills, giving up on stuff. It was it was that villain that oh fuck the system. I don't give a shit no more. I don't fuck her. I not I ain't doing shit. The system can crash. I want her dead. I ain't paying like I was doing all of this stuff because that's what reignited, right? But what I wasn't paying attention to was the growth that was needed. So the reason the villain era came back around is because the last time she existed I was feeling the same way as I'm kind of feeling now. Stuck, trapped, not sure what's next for me, where I'm going, how I'm going to go, how I'm going to do it. And you start to doubt yourself. You start to feel like there's no way that you are going to be able to get from underneath all the shit you've already done because you were in that state, as well as you can't believe you slid back into it. And over this weekend, what I had to realize was what is what I said just a few minutes ago at the beginning of this this sheer podcast, right? What we medically call depression in the spirit world is an awakening, right? You must go down in order to come up. You have to realize what's going on. You have to face the demons, right? You have to figure out what the demon is feeding on or what... I don't want to say demon because y'all like, oh my God, it's something. Demon meaning like your own internal workings, right? The negative thoughts that are inside of your head. So let's get that clear. (laughs) So, you know, you got to also figure out what it's feeding on, right? Because a lot of times these versions of ourselves that we create, they are trying to help us. They're trying to do what they know has helped us before. And the issue is now that we've changed, we've grown, we've adjusted, life has happened those mechanisms no longer work. Those practices no longer work. That ability to try to be the villain, like right now who I am, that no longer works, right? So it was an identity crisis kind of, if you will. Like, what? who am I? What do I do? Like, I've been the hero. I've laid my life on the line before. Like, oops, girl, that, that didn't get me nowhere. I've also been the villain. That got me some places, but girl, she got a lot of gray hairs and looking, you know, 62 with 32. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
<laughs> it's, 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 it's cost me some, you know? And now I feel and realize, and I've said this before, like I'm settling into that position of the anti-hero. I'm not necessarily getting involved in anything either way. But if you come for me and mines, it will be the worst thing that you could ever do because I'm going to light that ass up in every way possible. Like I'm going to protect mine and I'm going to make sure we okay and anybody who rock with us is okay. And everybody else, like if you come over here and you come in with good vibes, you welcome. But if you come over here on some shit, the door will be immediately closed behind you. Like there's not going to be no second chance, no third chance. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. You fucked up. You cut. Like it's, you didn't make the cut, baby. You out. Like <laughs> you're benched. I can't help you no more. Like good luck to you. And I've had to realize that, you know, I had to clean up a few friendships. I had to get rid of a few people. I had to readjust and, you know, reorganize my circles a little bit for a little hot moment. And that's not a bad thing, you know, like, that's probably something that a lot of us should really do like fairly often is take a step back. Okay. Am I truly tight with this person? Is this person really a friend? Like every time they come around, is there some bullshit? Is there like positivity? Like, can we sit and grow with one another? Have we sat and grown with each other? Has there been moments of crying around each other? Has there been, you know, total faith and understanding and this ability that we can recharge each other? We can both come to each other exhausted and by the time we get up and get done and we leave each other, we feel recharged and able to face the world again. And that's something a lot of us don't do. We don't take that stock. We don't take that inventory. You know, I've said this before in, you know, episodes. And what this has all reminded me is how even I preached, uh, I won't say preach, <laughs> how I stated a couple of episodes ago that, you know, parents need to be able to learn from their kids. Parents also need to be able to understand that they may go through a depression or they may have to take that step back and go down again, even though it's scary. You know, as a mother, father, like, you know, I've had my bestie, you know, one of my kids tell me, hey, you take care of everybody else. Now it's time to take care of yourself. And part of that taking care of myself was to recognize what was going on and to sort it all out. And once you sort it all out and you get through it all, you come back better. You realize, okay, let's go ahead and make some changes and make some adjustments. Here's the plan. Here's the course. Here's what we're about to go do. And I'm pretty sure I'll face another one of these. You know, it just is what it is. The thing that I can assure you is each time you face it, it becomes less and less. You know, my first depression was close to three years. This last one was two months. You know, now it's going to be like, okay, I was only sad for a week and a half or I was only sad for a couple of days. Like it, you be, you're able to overcome the hurdles a lot easier as you keep facing them and you build up your understanding of what's going on. If I look at each of these as a spiritual awakening versus depression and take that negative ideology away from it, you know, I take that negative connotation that the world has associated with depression. If I remove that and replace it with spiritual awakening because they're technically the same damn thing, there's now a positive outlook on this. I'm going to hit another one. And when I hit it, I'm going to learn better, faster, harder, and it's going to take me down for the amount of time it needs to take me down, but I know I'm coming back. I know I'm going to come back bigger, better, stronger because it didn't kill me. Now, if I stay there and I let it continue to run wild and I let it continue to consume me, then yes, you know, then that becomes, you know, 
a whole nother level. That now has a negative, you know, connotation assigned to it because you decided to live in it and keep pushing versus learning the lessons. But if you learn the lessons in the time that you're supposed to learn them in that moment and you start applying them to life, then I don't see that as anything bad, baby. That was just a class. Life had to take me back to school real quick. You know what I'm saying? She had to re uh, retrain me on a few things. <laughs> she had to remind me who I was. Oh, bitch, wh- what are we doing here? You you think it's okay to just sit and stall out? Oh, no, let me remind you who you is, what you about, where you come from, what you do. Like She, she had to get me together real fast and... I took that on the chin. I learned it and I'm going to be ready for the next one. It just is what it is. You have to be ready for that next one because it's going to come. And, you know, if you learn nothing else from me in this podcast, I understand that for every good, there is bad and they must exist simultaneously or life has no, no, no value. If it's all good, good no longer has any type of sustenance or value. It's just whatever. It's the baseline. And the same way if everything is all bad, there's no baseline. Like everything is just all bad. That's all That's all you know. That's all you expect. That's all you know how to deal with. So that's what keeps heading your way. It has to be that balance. For the things that are good, there has to be bad. Or than that, you wouldn't appreciate the good things that happen to you, Right. But a lot of us can get lost in a depression or in a spiritual awakening when so much bad is happening and we start to just accept it. And we start to just, oh, oh, this is just what life is. This is just where we at. Because that's what society teaches us. We're supposed to just take it on the chin and just is what it is and we just keep working. That's what keeps us stuck. That's what keeps us in it. And that's when, you know, the depression does or the spiritual awakening has this negative connotation. Because we just keep persevering and not listening to what's being thrown at us, what's being screamed at us, and picking up those lessons. So, at some point, you know, we have to, as as a culture, as a group, understand that depression isn't bad, right? It can be, right? Anything can be bad. You know, too much of a good thing can be bad. Too much of a bad thing can be bad. Like it's all about balance. Life and every bit of our existence is all about balance. So take the good with the bad in essence, but also understand that there's a reasoning behind it all. It's not just, oh, this is just so much bad happening to me. Okay, yeah, but why? Are you opening the door to it? Are you looking at everything and making decisions as your old self, is there lessons that need to be learned here? Are there things you need to pick up? Is there things you need to drop off? Are there people you need to drop off? Are you holding your life back for somebody else? Are you holding your life back for a group of people? Like you have to take all of that into stock and evaluation. And that's kind of what the depression does or the spiritual awakening does. It takes you down. It makes you stop. It was, it, if you look at the spiritual awakening, it's like the pause button. Life keeps going, obviously. You ain't died. You don't, you know, it's not a moment off the merry-go-round, if you will. But it's a moment to stop and think. It's a moment to sit and pay attention to the board, to the game, to the path ahead of you. What ain't fitting anymore? What ain't working anymore? What you've been lying about? What you've been hiding? What you ain't been telling folks, you know? And that's 
where I had to come to. What I ain't been telling people. What haven't I talked about? What is it that's been going on with me that people should know that I haven't said a word about? And that's how we got to this this week's episode. It was me being forthcoming. And here's what has been happening. Here's what's been going on. Here's what the experience has been. Because as I stated at the very beginning, like, yes, this now has changed a little bit as far as me telling just all of my own personal stories. But I still, at the basis of all this, want to ensure that people do not feel alone in the world. And so many people go through these relapses. They go through, you know, actual, you know, physical relapses on drugs for the same mental health reasons. And it's not talked about. It's not discussed. It's not put out there for others to understand that, yes, I slid back. I made a mistake. I fucked up, you know. But doesn't mean that's the end of me. That means that I have to regain myself back up. I have to recharge myself and continue back on my path. Baby, we out here, if you look at like living your true authentic life as, you know, a video game or an excursion game, baby, we out here four wheeling in this game called life. We out here off roading, baby. We mudding in this bitch. And sometimes you hit a part, a part of the road that it's a landslide. You, the road is gone. You don't know how you're going to get across. You don't know what you're going to do. But you know you got to keep going, right? You can't go backwards. You can't go sideways. There ain't no other way to go but forward. And you have to innovate. You have to understand what it is that you can do. Is there a way you can winch yourself across? Is there a way you can swim across and come back and get the car? Like, do you just sit and wait, you know, for the storm to end and then you can forge your way across? It's all of that. And so many people are just like, oh, go take medicine. Make it stop. Make it better. And then they never get to grow and their spirit and soul never gets to pick up that lesson because you decided to just go and pop a pill and not deal with it. Now, with that being said, I am not in any way, shape, or form giving any type of mental health advice. Not telling you to stop taking your meds, no, none of that. What I'm saying is pay attention to the lessons in the depression. If you are someone who has a lot of depression and they have put they have put you on medication to help balance out your hormones and balance out things so you can live a better life, then baby, please stay on it. Don't take this message is in that form. What I'm saying is people who have the occasional depression and go down and have a few moments here and there, you don't need to go out necessarily and run and get medicated. You may just need to go talk to a therapist and sort things out. You may need a couple of good cries. You may need a moment of just sitting with yourself in front of an altar or with a spiritual team and just talking to you know them and figuring out what's going on. You may need to go see a few witches. I'm pretty sure most of y'all know witches somewhere, somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you have to be open to all of the avenues. If you know you are clinically depressed and there's something going on with hormones as far as your body, keep on your medicine regimen, baby. I support you. I love you. And continue to do what you do because that's what's helping you live your authentic life. This message ain't for you in any way, shape, or form, nor am I a mental health professional. Like, let's clear that all up real fast right now, okay? <laughs> but, you know, I have ADHD. 
And some days I take my medicine if I have like some, you know, a lot of things that I really need to get done and really need to knock out. But other than that, I try to live off of my medication. That way I can learn and understand and train myself how to treat my ADHD naturally, right? What is it about my brain chemically that is working against me as well as in my favor? Do I need to be someone that works third shift? Do I need to do a lot of my best work at night because that's when I'm active? You know, society has built this idea that everybody has to be a morning person and that if you sleep in or you function better in the evening or at night, that you're lazy. And that's not the case. It's the same idea with, you know, multiple multiple intelligences. People have different things that they understand in and out very well. People have different natural sleep settings. Some may like to sleep during the day more and be more active at night, nocturnal. And then you have some people who are in between. They're just a little more night owlish and function well late because everybody's sleep, everybody's down, there's no disturbances. And then they sleep in. That's perfectly fine. Why hasn't the world adjusted to that and constantly expecting everyone to adapt to the bigger picture, right? And that can cause depression. And that can be some of the reasons people are so down. And that's something you have to take stock of. Is it that the world doesn't work for you or is it that you don't work for the world? And if that's the case, in either of those cases, then let's build the world we want for ourselves as well as take note of we don't have to keep doing this and it's not working and causing ourselves more harm. So I'm a, as always, I like to go ahead and initiate a little challenge. And so my challenge is kind of similar to the one, you know, a few weeks before, and it's probably going to be the same challenge moving forward because it's something that we really need in the world. Like take stock, take a step back and take stock in your world. You know, if you are down, let yourself be down for a little bit, figure out why you're down. What is it that's keeping you there? Why are you there? What happened? Talk to your friends, talk to people, let them know what's going on. There's nothing to be ashamed of. We are all human and we all deal with this. And the fact that we don't talk about it so openly is the issue. Start a conversation. Talk to somebody. If you notice someone is down, hey girl, what's up? You've been quiet. You know, you've been MIA for a little bit. What's up, baby? Like, talk to me. You know, let's be there for one another as well as take stock in the people that are in our life and if they are present with us and if they are not. And if they're not present, why are we keeping them around while we allowing them to sit on our team and at our table eating our food and our bread and they're not bringing anything to the table? You know what I'm saying? So with that, I'm going to get on up out of here. I love you later. Bye. And y'all stay beautiful.